0: Hey Kurt. You're supposed to say hey back. Hey there. What did the grape say when it got crushed? I don't know. Nothing. It just let out a little whine.
1: <laughs>
0: what was Forrest Gump's email password? Run. One, forest, One.
1: All right. Daniel's <laughs> officially canceled. <laughs> hey, Kurt. Yes? Can February march? No, but April can May.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but why'd you add? It? It's supposed to be, no, but April may. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no English. Hey, need an ark to save two of every animal? I know a guy. <laughs> or how about. I don't trust theirs because they're always up to something. You know, if anybody's going to love this intro, it's going to be Andres. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's going to steal them and then make the jokes at the next gig.
0: Ha, that's true. All right, guys. Welcome back to Dudes Behind the Foods.
1: What? I oh. mean, um, that's not the name. Oh yeah, our our pad, uh, padcast, uh, our po- cast is called uh, um, Talk. We're gonna trademark that name.
0: Huh. All right, e- enough enough BSing around. Yes, it's Talk, but it's Big Brain Talk. How are you, buddy? How are you, Kurt? I'm
1: good, man. How are you?
0: Good. I'm currently facing away from you because we have a slightly different recording setup, so it's a little different. But um, I'm actually glad I'm not facing you right now. Aw, thanks. Yeah. Anyways, how was the love life? How was the sex life? Hey, yo, calm uh, down, uh, calm down, what? calm down, calm down. Your wife is listening, and I think it's important for two men. To be open with each other. In every way.
1: Do do our wives know that we cuddle whenever we do this?
0: Does your wife know you're a liar? (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) All right, guys. So, you may not see this because this is not being recorded visually. But Kurt is currently... Um, doing something to my Mickey plush. Um, wh- wh- what are you doing there, buddy?
1: He's he wants to be in the podcast. You, oh boy!
0: You may not have heard that, but Kurt said Mickey wants to be in the podcast. Hey, Mickey, what's going on? Um, how how's uh Minnie doing?
1: Oh boy! Oh uh, oh boy!
0: Okay, Mickey. Um, not not much was said there in terms of substance, but good to have you. Um. So, Kurt, tell me, what's, what's your uh, week looking like? How how are you doing?
1: Mm, let's see. Well, we haven't talked since after New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, so it's been about two weeks. Um,
0: anything new for the New Year? Anything new going on with you?
1: Let's see. I'm, uh, I'm looking because I don't even know... I mean last time we talked I know the next week we had a uh, our first work training right Yes our work training
0: don't remember Oh yeah let's just update the people on that on, on what's going on if you you provide a synopsis for them a little summary
1: of our work um situation yeah So we were supposed to start work last week but our director said that we won't know when we'll be starting. Well, tentatively n- next week because the schools haven't confirmed our uh, mariachi classes or program at the school. So we've been sitting here waiting to start our new job. Um, and I hope we start soon because this is just lost revenue and wasted time. Because I thought I was already going to start work and have like a schedule, but I'm just sitting around now
0: yeah and well i originally wasn't under the, under the impression we were going to start in october because that's what the in- person that interviewed me said was a possibility and then lo and behold it's the end of january and we still haven't started so a little bit of a letdown but you know we we roll with the punches and we uh we're flexible right
1: kurt yeah, we're flexible. I mean, hopefully it doesn't drag on too long because that's just lost revenue. I mean, we were promised to start by now, so that kind of suck, but it's okay. We can keep busy in the meantime.
0: There you go, bro. There you go. Nice.
1: But um, other than that, um, I mean, these past few weeks, I feel like not much has gone much has happened besides, I don't know. I think you're selling
0: yourself short, buddy. Tell tell the people what you did for Lunar New Year. And oh, tell yeah. them about a certain magic key pass that you may or may not have.
1: Uh, okay, okay, we're going to let the people know on the secret now. <laughs>
0: that you're rich and yeah, you have you- the money and you should give me money and you should give Andres money
1: yeah well, first of all, this is paying for my pass because he loves me. He doesn't know that though because I'm using his card um nice, and um let's see, yeah, I'm, I'm like all over the place, so lunar new year was this past weekend, and I think this whole weekend we were like always doing something um in terms of buying stuff, setting up, and Sunday we basically started the day at like 8 a.m. all the way to like 10 p.m. You know, we went to this temple where they had like a lunar year celebration down in San Diego. Um, then we went home, cooked, prepped and then we ate, hung out a little bit and yeah. It's been a fun time. And the festivities are just starting because I'm going to be doing more things this Saturday. So, To tell, what are you going to be doing? So there's so, obviously, there's some Lunar New Year festivals going on, and some, like, happen the weekend of or the weekend after, and we're going to be going with uh, me, Christy, and her niece and nephew to the OC Fairgrounds, because they have an event there. Um, So, that's going to be fun, and then we might check out any other ones in the area, but just continue the festivities.
0: Nice, man. Is that the same one we went to the uh, last year?
1: Yes, it's the same one. Yeah, it's the same one.
0: Nice. Okay, and how about that magic key pass, man? What what made you get it? Why um uh, why now?
1: Ah, uh, the magic key pass. Well, so obviously I I've been wanting a. Well, I did want a Disney pass, like because I had one back then, but the only thing that didn't entice me was the fact that you have to. Well, one, it's like overpriced now, and two, yet to make reservations, which, in my opinion, I think is the dumbest thing Disney's ever done, because I really yeah. miss the luxury of just, like, walking in whenever you wanted to, getting food or whatever, and then just walking out, you know, but I feel like with the reservation, you already know that it's coming up, so, like, I feel like the excitement kind of goes away, mm-hmm. instead of, like, I mean... Some days you can still reserve the day off and go, you know. But in terms of, like, spontaneous, it doesn't feel as exciting anymore.
0: That's true. I didn't think about that. For a lot of passionate Disney goers, I'm sure that was part of the 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 attraction. So, damn, that's too bad. Yeah, the reservation system can be a pain in the butt sometimes. Um, Debbie kind of uh, struggled with or dealt with this recently where... Her family kind of put off buying the tickets ahead of time. She recently went to Disneyland on the weekend. And she had to kind of be refreshing Disney's website to, uh, to see any reservations. And she was able to get like 12 reservations, 12 tickets last minute. So that was kind of a, to, to put it mildly, a nightmare for her.
1: <laughs> also, that's luck. I mean, dang, some people struggle to find just one, especially like on a weekend day too. So definitely got lucky there. Mm -hmm. but yeah it does suck that like buying the ticket like if you don't have a pass buying a ticket itself is already like you know a big deal to most people but having to find reservations is kind of like dang i bought the ticket but i'm not guaranteed to go the day i want so but i get it but it's like the only reason they started that was for capacity and covid measures you know that was the foundation so the fact that it's still here is kind of questionable because Disneyland is so overcrowded anyways. Like, it shouldn't matter. But, I mean, I don't know. If it works for them, it works for them.
0: Yeah. During, like, the height of the pandemic, I feel like it worked out really well. The days where they had limited uh, capacity or reserved yeah. capacity, it was so nice. You didn't really have to wait in line. But now it seems like it's just as crowded as ever. So I feel like it's it's this is an example of... Um, I, I can't think of any examples but people how people kind of say like a lot of companies made adjustments during the pandemic that really benefited their b- business model and even when it's not necessary anymore necessary anymore they're still holding on to those uh uh different different like tactics different different things they're doing just cuz it's cheaper for them so i feel like uh i don't know how this fi- benefits disney but i think it's definitely a model that's it doesn't make sense because they're still overcrowded
1: yeah and i mean but i mean besides the point i mean i still so obviously like it it was always a nice thought of having a disney pass anyways just because i don't know it's just something to do when we have nothing to do you know and we've always liked disney you know um it doesn't it also doesn't help that, like, Nancy and George, they have a pass, and just seeing them just randomly go when they have nothing to do is, like, dang. I was like, that's nice, you know? I feel like the only when we go out to do things, it's always, like, we end up buying food, and I mean, if you think about it, you do that four times a month, that's how much the pass costs, you know? Mm -hmm. So, it's just like, oh, I mean, it was justifiable. Um, The top pass, to me, was not justifiable, just because Keep in mind, when I had the signature pass, which was the top pass besides the other pass that was like what included Walt Disney World or whatever, but the top pass for California, the signature pass was what, $900, $1,000? And now the top pass at Disneyland is 1599
0: Right, how much was it before?
1: 1000 Damn. And now it's 1599 Um which to me is kind of crazy i mean obviously most people do monthly anyways um but i couldn't justify six hundred dollars more just to have some saturdays open and free parking um and since i still gig on saturdays it just wouldn't make sense to just have that you know i feel like the only benefit was the parking but we ended up getting the belief key which is the second Till the highest one which is still good you actually surprisingly have more days than I thought Um, but yeah it's I think it's a good idea I mean obviously we Christy like we've been budgeting and like we you know basically fit it in our budget and it works and hopefully it will be a good run (laughs) nice
0: there you go man I just ran randomly uh, thought of this for whatever reason when you said budget, it reminded me. Are you planning to go to a uh, that Super Mario Land at Universal's Universal Studios? I saw that it had a soft opening and the grand opening is like mid next month. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 pretty cool.
1: I um I know a lot of actually have a lot of friends just people I follow um, go this past month um, because it's open to people that have the annual pass. Oh, nice. And they went to check it out, and I'm like, dang, that looks cool. I know not everything is open yet, so you can, like, go check it out, but I feel like once everything opens, it'll be more fun to check it out, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, eventually I want to check it out, but I didn't realize a day at Universal Studios is the same price as, like, a low day at Disneyland. And I did not know that.
0: Did you think it was going to be cheaper, or?
1: Yes. I mean, no, hey, I mean, Universal is cool, you know? It has all the stuff that's, like. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say niche. Like, they're still big, you know? Like, Harry Potter Land. Like, now Super Mario Land. What? What else is there? The Simpsons <laughs> movie stuff? Mm-hmm. Which is big, but I don't think it's justifiable to be that much. But. At the same time, their annual pass is only three hundred dollars, and you get unlimited access, that's which is pretty cheap, nice. But maybe that's probably why their single tickets are more expensive, just so they make money. But I think it's a little steep for Universal. But I mean, if they're adding stuff, then it's justifiable, right? But like, if they didn't have Mario Land or even Harry Potter Land, there's no way I'd pay a hundred, like twenty, hundred, thirty bucks to go check it out. You know.
0: Yeah, I went, so the last time I was there, it was for Horror Nights with uh, Gabby, mm-hmm. but before we had gone maybe a few months before, and it was fun, but, um, like, w- w- when's the last time you've been?
1: Like 2007.
0: <laughs> okay, um, I'm not sure how much you remember, but my experience there, it's, a lot of the rides there are kind of like simulated rides, so it's. It's, it's not quite, like, a, an amusement park like Disneyland, where it's, like, a physical ride. There's, there's there's drops. Like, sure, they have rides like that. Like, maybe Jurassic World. hmm But, like, the Simpsons, uh, the Harry Potter rides. What else? It's, like, a lot of them, they have this screen, and then you're, you're like, in a stationary uh, cart that mm-hmm. moves around while the, the screen simulates like it's a real ride. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. So... And those types of rides gave me uh made me emotion sick a lot. So I'm like <laughs> it it was like it was a fun time, but I'm like I would not come back for for just this. The rides. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So overall it, it was a good time, but if I were to choose, yeah, I would definitely go back to Disney or California Adventure rather than Universal. That's... But anyways, Um, I would like to transition to something that we did last time and, um, I I thought it was a fun time. So welcome to the reoccurring segment of chaotic questions. Okay, Kurt, let me ask you, if you were the last person on earth,
1: what would you do? If I was the last person on Earth?
0: Yeah. What would you do?
1: Hmm. Also, I'm going to talk into the mic because the... Oh. The train's not too loud. Yeah. Why is that? Is it because it's breaking? Yeah, I think it's stopping here. Sorry, I was prepared to be quiet for a second for the train, but I guess it's not too loud. Um, Let's see. If I was the last person on Earth, what would I do? Uh, I feel like I would. Is everything destroyed or is it am I just the last person?
0: Think of it. Oh, it's like this family guy episode. They wake up. And everything looks pretty much normal, except you just, or like that SpongeBob episode where, um, they just don't see anybody; they don't know where anybody is. But everything looks pretty normal. Mhm. Like, there's no signs of really an apocalypse or anything.
1: It's just nobody's there. So, like, I could BS flying a plane if I wanted to. Yeah. I'd probably go. On YouTube <laughs> and be like, oh, how do you fly like a little plane, a small plane? Oh, so not like a bowling or. A... Yeah. And just in case I crash, I'll probably get like a parachute or something. And if I do crash, I'll just jump out. <laughs>
0: Jesus. Wait, so you don't want to do skydiving, but you're down to fly a plane and possibly jump out of a crashing plane with a parachute.
1: I know, I'm the last person on earth. That's different. <laughs> what, what do you mean? There's well, I, I, or I could just draw. Nah, but I can't do that. I want to like fly somewhere, like fly around the world. I mean, I probably will end up crashing into the ocean, but I think I can figure it out. All right, all right. So I'd probably just, yeah, I'd probably just try to fly anywhere I can. Um, maybe find a sports car and do some lawless stuff, binge eat somewhere <coughs> oh, excuse me binge eat somewhere fall asleep, wake up and be like oh, I'm still the last person on earth
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright okay, next question do you have a different towel for your ass and your face? because if you don't have a different towel that means the part of the towel that w- wipes your ass today could be the part that w- wipes your face tomorrow
1: So, sometimes when I get out of the shower, I I usually, I usually have two towels. Really? I usually have two towels. One for my head and one for my general body. Okay. Yep. Okay. But, sometimes I have one towel and I wipe everywhere. Okay. <laughs> Also, why am I answering these damn questions? You got to answer them, too.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Which one do you want me to answer?
1: Uh, let's, let's go. Let's answer this one. The one you just asked me right now. And then we'll, we'll go back to the last person.
0: Which one did I a- just ask you right now? The towel. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I, ha- I just have the one towel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> In honesty is the best policy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly okay (laughs) wait i want to ask you this question it might be a little philosophical oh you can't read my laptop screen you don't have 20 20 vision
1: no i wasn't looking i'm just looking at you the reflection
0: okay kurt Mm -hmm. if the devil only punishes bad people why is he the bad guy (laughs)
1: he's looking around I'm looking for answers in the room (laughs) maybe there's an answer somewhere
0: come on give us your your sage
1: advice I don't think I don't think I feel like the the concept of the devil is like the concept you know like in every super villain like the antagonist the bad guy he always seems to like be a good person at first and then like over time something like destroys their brain or destroys their goodwill or whatever and they just become bad. Like my theory is that the devil is was a good person. Mhm. If you want to get philosophical and go back to the very, very beginning, I feel like no one was created bad. I and mean, he feels probably a good person. And then something happened. And then he just feels like punishing people will. It's like punishing people will feel his. Like what happened to him. So in his head, he thinks he's a good person. It like cancels out.
0: So PEMDAS.
1: Yeah. So basically, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it when you, uh, I'm just, I'm blanking on the word. When, what you, what? when you, uh, when you lash out your troubles on people.
0: <laughs> mm. What's that
1: called? Ah, uh, I know what you're Why talking. am I blanking on the word? People say it every day on Twitter. What is it? Projection. There you go. <laughs> the devil is using projection,
0: he's projecting his own projecting issues onto his... everybody else. Yeah.
1: But I don't think he started as a bad person. He probably wasn't born. I mean, no one's born a bad person. Like, you're not just born. You're not reincarnated into like an evil person.
0: It sounds like the devil needs some therapy. He has a lot of issues to work through, and that brings us to our sponsor, Worse Help. Er, I'm kidding. <laughs> ah, not
1: this. <laughs> well, they are giving us money, so
0: exactly. So you know, we We gotta. We gotta look out for ourselves. Okay, so we may not have worse Help as a sponsor this episode, but we do have Hello Kurt. While you guys may have heard of our competitor, Hello Fresh, um, we are so proud to partner with Hello Kurt. Kurt, why don't you tell our listeners what Hello Kurt is all about? Or at least, you know, tell them a little bit.
1: So, our competitor, um, a well, fresh and boy, friend, they do the boring pre-packaged meals they probably inject like chemicals in there and it's delivered to your door in a timely manner um and they're just like pre-portioned meals and you do it yourself but how boring like why would you even... that's so boring you know it's super
0: boring so guys in... do you ever find yourself needing a friend Do you ever find yourself not having enough time to cook food? Make make amazing dishes out of the groceries you have in your fridge. Well, that's what Kurt is uh, there for. So, whenever uh, Kurt comes over, you're just like,
1: Hello, Kurt! Because he's there to be your friend and make
0: amazing dishes.
1: So with Hello, Kurt, um, obviously HelloFresh delivers to the whole USA. Uh, Hello, Kurt is only 10-mile radius. Oh for real? <laughs> it, next by next year it should be a twelve mile radius. But you know what they say, the uh, you start small to get big. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hello? Oh sorry. I'm trapped in this cage. Um with Hello Kurt, I can cook you anything from a saltine cracker with cheese, two A5 Wagyu on top of $3 million caviar. But what's the catch, Daniel? The catch,
0: guys, is that while Kurt is pretty talented in the kitchen and while he can be a a nice friend to be around, he's a pretty nice, funny guy, he cuts himself.
1: (laughs) Just... (laughs) Yeah, I just, I just cut, I just, and my fingers get cut off.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah, Mm -hmm. sorry guys, like, cut, cuts his thumb, I should have specified.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I I cut, I cut my, my thumb, my thumb falls off every time I cook.
0: He's just a little clumsy, so that's really Kurt's only uh, shortcoming.
1: Yeah, so, um. That's his kryptonite. Yeah, so, yeah, like, you know, so, but, yeah, since I cut my thumb. You, the service that you're paying for is you have to take me to the hospital
0: yeah so you get a friend you get nice food but sometimes you have to drive them to the er so you know with as with all our sponsors there's there's always kind of a catch you know so we hope you we hope that you guys will still use this service because we, we really need this ad revenue and kurt and i are about to be evicted from our
1: from our place if we don't if we don't pay this month's rent, it's, I I, it's, I can cook you anything. I promise. It's just I will cut my thumb off, and you have to take me to
0: the hospital. Guys, please use use the service. It's it's almost the end of the month, and our landlord Andres is this close to kicking us out.
1: Please don't do it, Andres. Please don't do it.
0: Our little our little boy, Panchito,
1: he's 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 turning to a republican
0: landlord thank you to hello kurt for sponsoring this episode we are back from our sponsored break okay kurt so let me be answer this honestly how long do you see yourself driving your current car
1: what a great question to ask, Daniel. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Well, f- well, so I I fixed my car in the past. What has been two weeks? I had a reoccurring problem since like November, where my brakes was like, and then it got progressively worse, and I'm like, I'll fix it, but I didn't want to do it until after the holidays. So, because of that, I had to pay 421 dollars to get my brake pads and my rotors fixed fixed or replaced all replaced sorry and with the oil change everything so 421 wasn't as bad it's so funny because the cost of the units i got like discounted because i go to like a family friend place yeah but it's really the labor that's expensive because labor
0: is sometimes much more expensive than the parts
1: themselves the part the parts were just 70 bucks each and they were clearly discounted because it was, like, some random, like, what, 71.67? Yeah. So, I think he discounted me, like, probably, like, 15% or something. But I saw the labor. I'm like, damn, the labor was what got me. Yeah. You know, wait. That did not answer the question. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're like, wait a minute. I
0: was just about to say.
1: Um, No, but after I fixed my car, it's driving smoothly. No problems. Um, And I am at hundred and fifty. 2,000 miles?
0: Nice. Um, I, myself, am at like 160-something thousand miles.
1: Dang, I'm catching up to you. Yeah. We, used to, we used to have a pretty big gap, 30,000 miles. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> so, now I'm catching up and um, I... Assuming nothing major happens to it, knock on wood, give me the wood. Where's the wood? <laughs> that's fake wood. Something's in a bad something's bad's gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I hopefully I can sell it for like I mean the used car market isn't too bad right now. I feel like if I sold it last year I could have gotten like more money because that's when people were buying stuff, but hopefully I get a good amount of money as to where I can use it as a down payment for my next car. Which hopefully I will get in if I do really well. Hopefully, next year I can get a new car. Just cause I average thirty thousand miles a year, yeah. So by then I'd probably be at close to two hundred. Two hundred, and I don't want to drive a car that's two hundred. Especially like if I want to go far distance, it just wouldn't make sense to have the possibility of it breaking down. So hopefully next year, and uh, my next car has to be a hybrid. I don't know what yet, but it has to be a hybrid.
0: So, you would preemptively trade in or sell your car?
1: Yeah, and use that as, like, the down payment. Probably, like, probably use that as a down payment and then, like, probably match that down payment.
0: Okay. Just okay. to,
1: like, have a higher down payment because I don't want to end up paying, like, I mean, even now, like, what, a $25,000 car? You're still paying, like, 400 bucks a month, you know? Yeah. But that's with, like, minimal down payment. So that's what I don't want to do. I don't want to just do the minimal down payment.
0: You want to pay the principal off yeah. more than you would normally.
1: But obviously obviously, not pay like... I mean, obviously, if you have the money, you can pay up a whole car. But people don't do that for reasons of... For their own financial reasons. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully next year. Okay. I don't know what kind of car. I mean, I kind of have some cars in mind, but...
0: Okay. How about another big boy uh, question? Yes. Like I myself would love to have another a, a new car. My car already has some miles in it. I've had some issues with it in the past, but to be fair, it's treated. Uh, my my car's name is Zelda. Zelda has treated me fairly well. Little, little to no problems. Um, for the most part. Um. But you know, with these gas prices and them hitting like six, seven dollars here in California, we, you and I, we really felt. <laughs> the the just the exorbitant premium costs that shit hurt it, it really did and like a hybrid or an electric car i mean technology's getting better but i know for you the the short range on these uh electric electric models is kind of a deal breaker um so i myself would love to have either hybrid or an electric but unless my car really just breaks down right now, I think realistically I would have to wait and I would wait and try and save up for either a home or like hold on to a a good amount of money so I can move out sooner rather than get a new car. But you, it sounds like you're like, I guess my question is, would you want to do that? Or you're just prioritizing the car?
1: I think if my car was like, I mean two years two three years makes a difference right if my car was like from 2016 yeah or 2015 maybe not just because the technology is more reliable yeah but my car is literally at the cusp of year literally 2013 Mazda and 2014 Mazda that was like their drastic change yeah and the 2014 is more reliable so if my car wasn't 150,000 miles and if it was newer, then it probably wouldn't be a priority at all. Mm-hmm. But given Daniel, if you add up how much my car has costed in fixes, it's over three, three, four k. Jeez, and that's not even including. No, it'd be five k including when I my car got hit back then, like way back then in the beginning when I hit that couch on the freeway. Oh yeah. So that's like over five k put into freaking the car itself was only 13k so or he paid half of it and just fixes and problems that's happened to it yeah so i mean if it wasn't that much then yeah i wouldn't care about it but unfortunately that wasn't that isn't the case so i have i feel like i have to prioritize getting a new car unfortunately you know if i had gotten a new prius back then i mean Shit, I don't, I don't have to worry about that thing till it hits three hundred thousand miles, you know. But unfortunately, with the car I have, I have to prioritize getting a new car because I think with also what I want to do in life, like in terms of like if I continue gigging, if I want to do like photo stuff too, and if I want to get into real estate, those all require driving somewhere, and it's not me staying local, you know. Unless I find a job where I end up just working at home, I still like ultimately I still have to drive a lot and you can see my habits like i like going out to explore new places to eat Mm -hmm. to travel like even road trip would be nice to have a road trip car so i think my car would have to be a semi-priority but i didn't i did but that doesn't mean i get like a car that's 30 40k it'd still be like a budget like hybrid car you know so
0: yeah you brought up a point a good point so, kind of pivoting away from what we were talking about. L- Let me give you a hypothetical and you tell me what you would choose. So, like you said right now, you're you're gigging. You, uh, In a perfect world, you'd be doing more photo gigs and you'd be doing real estate. Would you rather have those three things, have the liberty, kind of do your own schedule, or would you... Would you do a work-from-home position that pays about six figures, but five days a week, eight hours a day? So it's really like you either do one or the other. I mean, you can realistically still do gigs on the weekend, but you would have a lot less time to do your other creative endeavors. What would you do?
1: Um... I think, you know, obviously, like, if I'm right now, like, right now, like, right now, if next week, I get called, and I get offered, like, Kurt, we're gonna offer, like, we need people, we're gonna offer you a six-figure, like, marketing work-from-home job, and we'll just have you, like, we'll send you the posts, you do all the posts, blah, blah, blah like, all the digital marketing bs whatever
0: any team meetings will be over zoom yeah and it's completely remote
1: i'd probably take it and do what some people i've seen have done suffer for a little bit and save up that money to either get a place for myself like a house or condo something to start with but then also set aside that money to reinvest in myself and maybe hold a cushion when I want to go do more creative and never stuff. And I know that's. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like that. Because in terms of like the creatives. Like you've seen the people on YouTube. Like oh I was working a. I mean obviously they. It's a stereotype like oh I worked a corporate job. And I hated it. And I reinvested in myself. But those are like the entrepreneur people. But in terms of like being a creative person. I don't think. As of right now. I don't think there's a job that I could just sit at home and do. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll be making money, but... Making money, but not being happy has always been something I'm against. Yeah. You know, like, obviously, beggars can't be choosers. If I'm offered that job, I'm going to take it. I'm not going to be stubborn and say no, you know? Because, one, we live in California. <laughs> yeah. We don't have the luxury to be, like... Unfortunately, if you're creative and you don't make in California, you really are suffering. Like, you truly are suffering, you know? Mm. Like, these creatives in the wyoming or texas like you can afford to you know what i mean like the cost of living here is so high where if you really really want to go for what you want to do you have to try like extra hard because at the end of the day you know money speaks if you want to live a certain lifestyle you know That's especially true. saving up for a home here so Look, like we've talked about this previously saving for a home in california is much harder than any other state the cost of living here is just like, so much higher no matter what you say the, there's I don't want to sit here anyone in Utah be like oh it's hard here too no it is not it is not hard you know and I hate seeing those like entrepreneur people who are from like the Midwest saying they have two to three properties and I'm like well no shit you can get three properties for the price of one here mm-hmm. like I don't think it's false advertisement in that aspect but in terms of what I want to do I do want to have like a I think one of the streams of revenue has to be stable to like meet my mortgage or rent, right? But I feel like any other endeavors like photos or mariachi, it's only, it'll always be wishy washy. You won't be like
0: stable for stable. sure. A set amount of hours every weekend.
1: Like sometimes you never know. Like, you know, I like to think optimistically, like hopefully in the future, like we get, well, like, like I mentioned, like we get like a photo gig and. If you do want well photos, you can make like 10 grand a month. You yep. can. And then some months might be a dead month, but I feel like if you have a bunch of things to fall back on, you know, you'll be fine mm-hmm. as long as you manage your money right. Not spend money, you know.
0: Okay, great response. Now, let's, let's take it a step further. Going back to my original question, would you still take it if if another ca- caveat, caveat stipulation, is that besides being five days a week, eight hours a day, in addition you have to be on call, and you kind of realize that you have to be available, available both Saturdays and Sundays, and a lot of times you are working Saturdays, so kind of as a as a, as an effect, you can't really gig as much. Uh-huh. Would you still do it?
1: How much am I making?
0: Six figures. So how, uh, how much
1: uh, in the six figures?
0: Anywhere from a hundred to hundred fifteen.
1: No, you wouldn't do it. No, I'd be miserable. That's a deal breaker. No, if it was, I would say two, two, two hundred to three hundred thousand for me to do it. For you, no. 100, if it was a hundred and I didn't have time on the weekends to even be with Christy that much. Yeah, or do any extra. No, then that that to me sounds like a miserable existence. <laughs> that to me sounds. Unfortunately, that sounds like your typical um
0: grind young hustler work yourself into the ground just have a mentality like someone to work not someone work to in live. the
1: financial financial field that has to deal with like clients yeah or a full-time real estate person that has no life yeah and, i mean hell if you are doing really well in real estate you can make three four hundred thousand dollars nowadays doesn't isn't like crazy it really is not crazy if you have If you close a deal on a house, you make 50 grand a month. I mean, it's not crazy, you know. Um, But no, I would be miserable because I have stuff that I want to do, you know. And like I said, this is no, like, like, I, in an ideal world, I wish I could just like one thing and just really focus on it. But being someone that has been exposed to so many different things, it's hard to, like, veer back, you know, like. Could you imagine, like, I don't know how you'd feel, like, imagine if tomorrow, like, you just didn't play any music anymore. You had no time. Would you be satisfied about that? Or would it affect you? I'm sure it would
0: affect me. Like, I, what you just said right now really resonated with me. Like, we both really do, like, a variety of things. And one of those things for me is music, playing music, playing violin. Um, Yeah. Like... I feel like I I could get by not doing it for a while, but I think just as a whole, as a person, I wouldn't really be happy long term if I wasn't doing it anymore. Like, I feel like you, we we just, we're
1: pretty varied people. So which is you know, some people do look at it as bad to have variety, which I can see how having variety can be bad because. That just means not having structure, but if you do it correctly, I mean, there clearly are people that are able to do a bunch of things, you know? I think the only thing that they mention is one of them has to be stable because, I mean, if you're buying, if you have a mortgage, you can't just be like, yeah, I'm okay to not make money the next month. Like, no, like, you have to have revenue, you know? Or
0: else you're not going to get a damn loan. (laughs) No,
1: so... I think it's very possible. I think that also means you have to work harder. I don't think it means you're doing like three jobs full time, you know, because that is impossible because that would be burning yourself to the ground. That'd be what, 80 hours a week of work. Like, yeah, you'd be making a lot of money, but you'd also burn yourself out that way. But I think with, you know, like scheduling yourself and like seeing where you are. And self-reflecting every day or every month. I think it's possible, you know? I think with the pandemic, people... I think right now, with the pandemic... After the post-pandemic, what? The first thing that they exposed was, I can do this job at home, right? Yeah. Huge amount of people can do their jobs at home. Because I always thought about, like... Damn, like, some jobs, like, why do you have to be in the office? Besides interaction, you don't have to be there, right? Um... But I think the next step is like there's like little tests here and there, like testing out a four day work week or like how if you do work from home, I mean truly there's gonna be a day where you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be a day where you're doing a lot of work. I think the ability to flex your hours, like one day you could if you choose to work eight PM to eight eight AM to eight PM, you can choose to do that. And the other day you just work from like twelve to three. You know, I feel like that's the next step towards business. Just like setting your own schedule within the forty-hour work week.
0: Well, yo, I don't know why you said that. Well, yo, <laughs> will you, yo? Well, it sounds like um, one of our friends kinda has a schedule pretty similar to that. AKA the person that we keep mentioning over and over on this podcast, Andres. Like from what I, from from my current uh, understanding and my memory right now. Doesn't he work like ten hour work days, but only four days a week? Um, Isn't that
1: what he's doing right now? I know it was more prevalent, prominent with the other job, because but now at Boeing it's only every other Friday off. Oh yeah, but I know you can still flex your hours. I know if you have to get stuff done, you can like stay over. You know, ideally you don't want to, but I mean, if you really have to, and then the next day you only work. I know he tries to do it sometimes where his Thursday is like just five, six hours of work and he gets off early if he needs to. So, I mean, that's some flexibility there, right? But like, I mean, yeah, like Christie says it, he says it because they're both like work from home from what I see. And yeah, some days you're not doing anything at all, you know?
0: And I think that's, that really is uh, like the, the office type of culture. Like, at least my previous job, I I would do something similar where uh, when I worked at the law firm, there would be busy days, busy times, busy hours. Then other times, I wasn't doing much at all. I literally read the whole Harry Potter series, the books, at work, <laughs> and I was able to do that in, like, maybe a month. Oh, my God. <laughs> and those are thick books. They're thick boys. So, yeah. I, I feel like uh, Christie's and Andres' schedules, those are... Those are awesome. Those are you, you you just get more flexibility and what's not to like about that? Like
1: like it's structure but also flexibility, which I think is really cool, you know. Um but but I guess yeah, that I guess answer yeah, to answer your question, I there'd have to be like a certain requirements for me to do something like that, you know. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm taking I know myself, I'm taking the risk of having so many endeavors to do, you know, and it is worrying, you know, like Chrissy mentions from time to time. It is obviously worrying, you know, like to not have like a schedule, to not have like stable income. But I hope this year and the next year I can reach like some sort of stable income with at least one of the endeavors and everything else is kind of just like risk slash see what I can do. But I, would, I wouldn't change this for anything, you know? Like, I'd rather be in this position than... I mean, I can't picture myself being in, like... Let's say I finished my degree on time in four years, and then I just got, like, a desk marketing job. I'm 100% confident I would call you and just complain about it every fucking day. Like, it's, clearly, I would probably be complaining. Like, I'd probably be making good money, but I would not be a happy person.
0: And that's the reality for a lot of people, I'm sure. Well, we've talked a lot. We've talked about a lot of mature subjects. So, Kurt, thank you for being a good sport and answering all these questions, Kurt. Um, Do you have any uh, parting words, any parting wisdom for our listeners?
1: Parting wisdom?
0: Or anything you would like to impart?
1: I still think... Since we're in the philosophical, like, future as slash talking about what we want to do in our lives. Yeah. I think a good advice or a good thing to think about is. It seems like the cheesy quotes sometimes resonate to you the most, right? And the cheesy quote that resonates to me is life is too short. So if there's something that you want to do, like, do it. And just because you have, like. For anyone out there that, like, if you have a 9-to-5 and you still think you can't do, like, that side hobby or a side hustle, do it. Just at least try it because you're going to regret it, you know? Like, And then once you have a kid, you're going to be like, oh, if you have a kid, you're going to be like, dang, like, I didn't do it. And that's going to suck. You know what I mean? So do it.
0: Yeah, it's better to try and see where it goes, possibly fail, possibly succeed rather than to look back not try at all and have that regret like what's what's momentary uncertainty momentary failure momentary success uh what's that compared to a lifetime of what if a lifetime of regret
1: you know that's true those are some wise words
0: yeah all right guys well Thank you for sticking with us. Um, sorry there wasn't a lot of uh, funnies, a lot of small brain moments. It was just big brain moments this, this episode. Big brain. Yeah. One more time for the listeners, Kurt. Big brain. Ooh. One more time.
1: Big brain. Ooh. Last, that, last time? Oh, oh I have to, We have to end this on an immature note.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This has been Big Brain Talk. I'm Kurt. And I'm Danny. Bye. (laughs) I don't... What what, what was that? Okay, bye. (laughs)